Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bigs time. Bigs. With Molly and Haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Bigs. Brad Bigs talks football with you. <laughs> Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend, and he joins us. Now joining us on the Circa Sports Illinois uh, hotline is Brad Biggs. Download that Circa Sports app today. Biggs A! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, we are wondering, um, I loved your story, and I kind of heard the same stuff. You know, you don't talk about Justin Fields and doing right by him unless you're going to trade him. And they they brought up the subject, and he was, you guys know me, and it, it was just more clarity, I think, on what we all anticipate is going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how you kind of openly wonder about what you're going to wind up doing with your quarterback unless you're going to be drafting a quarterback for all the discussion and weighing these factors and looking at this side and everything that's gone into it. I think you can simplify it when you get to the end of year three for a quarterback, you've got to be able to take a step back evaluate this situation, and answer one question. Do we have a franchise quarterback here or do we not? And if you've got a franchise quarterback, it's time to pay him. It's time to uh, lock him up moving into the future, especially considering how some of these quarterback contracts have absolutely uh, been exploding on the market, and you go from there. If he's not the franchise quarterback, the sooner you can take a swing at getting your next guy in there that has a chance to be the franchise quarterback, the better off you are. Really, it's impossible in my mind to say that Justin has performed to a level over the three seasons where you'd say, yeah, but they should pay him. He's the franchise quarterback. Like that's the timeline for 
how you reach these decisions and no one's going to argue with people that point out that uh, he wasn't put in a very good situation in the first two years. No question about that. Uh, not unlike what a lot of highly drafted quarterbacks have uh, encountered, but the bottom line is they don't have a franchise quarterback and the sooner they can do something about that, the quicker they'll get to uh, the process of trying to hope they have one with their next guy. Whether it was talking about wanting to do right by Justin Fields or extolling the virtues of Caleb Williams, how surprised were you that Ryan Poles was, I don't know if I want to say forthcoming, but he was a little bit more telling in his comments than I expected him to be. Were you surprised? I wasn't real surprised because, you know, in my experience with him, Generally speaking, when you act, when you ask a direct question, you get a direct answer. Uh, and there's some stuff that obviously he's not going to be able to say, or isn't going to say. But I, I thought he was pretty candid. Like I don't think he wants to yo-yo around with Justin. I, I believe him when he says he wants to do right by him. I believe him when he says, you know, he'd like um, some some clarity and t- tomorrow. Um, which would be today because he talked yesterday morning. So I, I think um, I think he's, to this point, by and large, pretty much been a straight shooter. And um, and I think you, you can appreciate that about um, how he's uh, gone about his job. Did you, did you take anything away from the Jalen Johnson stuff, like maybe they're not offering him the kind of contract he wants and uh, – and yet they're offering him a good enough contract. I, I just am curious. He doesn't want to use the tag. He thinks that they're moving in a good direction. It was almost like he put it all on Jalen Johnson. Just yeah. signed the thing now, right? Yeah, well, and this is, you know, and at one point he said uh, it, it takes two to get a deal done. And we've always said that, guys, right? Like mm. it, it takes two parties to get a deal done. And remember, Back in late October, he thought they were on the precipice of a deal. He he was of the belief that they had made some real traction and they were about to get something done. And then for whatever reason, they they weren't close again, you know. So um, and Jalen played well from that point on, and the salary cap has spiked. So I'm sure the price has gone up, but. Yeah, I think he's trying to send the message like, hey, we've got a really strong offer here. Jalen's camp uh, may have a uh, different interpretation, but there's the listen, there's three corners in the league right now that average $20 million a year or more. Jalen's going to be in that club. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, It's just a matter of uh, where. I mean, the, the, the top deal is 21. It's possible Jalen could top that just based on the way kind of business works. Now, when the Broncos get around to doing something with Patrick Sertan, you would think he would become the highest paid corner in the league. But mm. I took it as a good sign yesterday, what he had to say. And, and I take him at his word that, yeah, he'd like to avoid using the franchise tag. I mean, they'd like to be able to, uh, to celebrate this because Jalen took on some challenges that 
he got from the team. Hey, we we can't really think about a deal right now until we see some more ball production from you, which was sorely missing from his game and kind of remade himself this past season. I think the Bears want to celebrate that with Jalen. So, Brad, we're less than two weeks away from the beginning of the free agent, you know, negotiating or contact period, March 11th. And I think when you hear Ryan Poles saying he would like to get a deal done today or tomorrow in the case in, to quote him directly, I do wonder how quickly this could happen in, in, as it pertains to trading Justin Fields. What are you hearing and what is realistic? Yeah, I, well, it doesn't really matter if it's today or, you know, March, whatever, 13th, um, in terms of having it go down officially. But I, it sounds like, yeah, they'd like to have something done before free agency starts. And it just makes it, you know, you got to think about it from an acquiring team's perspective, too. And I wrote that not long ago, guys, that, you know, there's no, there's no real timeline for polls here that is super important in my mind. The more important timeline is that of the uh, a team or potentially teams, which would be an even better situation that are thinking about making that move for Justin. You've got to, you've got to be respectful to them saying, Hey, um, we're going to be in or out on this by such and such date. Uh, because otherwise we're going to have to pivot. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you would hope that uh, in the next couple of weeks, if your polls you, that you've got something um, completed. Um, you know, when we talk about all that they have to do, you know, they they got to meet with a bunch of kids. They got to talk to like every team known to man. They got to figure out what they can and can't get. Um, you know, if you start putting together a list, it's a really busy week for these guys. Um, how how are you taking all this in? As you are around the combine, you're talking to people, you're meeting people just in line getting a coffee, you're going out, and you're hooking up with people. Are you hearing a lot of scuttlebutt about the quarterback go-round? Is that the number one story at the combine? You know, yesterday you had uh, – Sean Payton, I don't know what that was, but apparently they've they've already cut Russell Wilson. Uh, it was fascinating to hear that Josh McCown coached uh, Derek, or excuse me, Drake May when he was in high school. That was hilarious. There's just all these things that are popping out, uh, including Raheem Morris talking about doing the right thing for the city, which would indicate yeah. maybe they're interested in Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, doing the right thing for the city, like – Doing the right thing for the city is finding the best quarterback, right? I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's getting right. that's getting yourself a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, yeah, uh, quarterbacks are the number one thing. I think it's been a little slow so far when in terms of catching much information in regard to free agency. You know, there's a there's a there's enough of a gap between the end of the combine and the start of free agency now. And they introduced that um, you know, two-day window for negotiating for agents that's kind of taken some of it out of it. But, guys, there have been years in the past year where the combine 
would basically roll right into the start of free agency Mm -hmm. and there was no such thing as a negotiating window. And you would have, in some instances, a a week or less than a week. And so deals were being done left and right in Indianapolis. That's not the case right now. I mean, you're having meetings going on, but I know a whole lot of high-profile agents aren't even arriving until later in the week, guys. So those those guys who are, are going to have meetings set up with you know, 16, 20, 24, 32 teams, they haven't even started going down their list yet because they're not even in town. How strong is the speculation, Brad, that Caleb Williams might pass on the opportunity to meet with the media on Friday, and how much damage I, might that do to his reputation if he does? Somebody mentioned that yesterday kind of offhand and I said well where did you hear that and well I don't know where it came from so I I don't know like it that would seem to be a pretty uh a painless uh thing that he could go through I, is it going to damage him with the teams I they would ask him about it they would ask him about it you know when um he skipped the post-game media thing after it was the UCLA game at the end of the season for Southern Cal, I asked a national scout that I've known a long time. I said, but this, like, I know you don't really care, but is this obtuse to you? Like, would this bother you if you're looking at him? And this, this guy's team has a quarterback, so he, he's not in the market. And he's like, I got to think about that. Then he thought about it for a little while, and he said, yeah. He said, you know, your, your quarterback's got to be the face of your franchise. <clears throat> it, it, just do it. He said, you can sit there and answer questions and not say anything. Like just go through the exercise, you know, show that you're comfortable as that guy in front of the team. Um, But where there's just, there's more room, excuse me. There's more rumors with this guy than anyone I've ever seen in Indy before. Like, and, and I just, some of the stuff I think has just been total uh, hogwash. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm I'm not losing sleep over it, Dave. And it just sounds so kind of wild that I, it doesn't done that up to me. Well, I you know I think the thing to keep in mind, and I, I'm not defending the kid, but you are not required to speak to the media right. as a college athlete now. In the NFL, you are required to speak if you are the quarterback of the team. So, to me, and you're right, I mean, oh, he wants a piece of the franchise. All this stuff that apparently his dad has talked about in the draft process and, and, and you know, how much money he's looking for and what he wants and he doesn't want to play here and he doesn't like that. You just need to clarify that. You just need to go up there and, you know, do the job you're required to do in season and just get through it. It's not – no one needs to hear you wax eloquent. You just need to kind of shoot down some of these crazy stories. Yeah, yeah. And I just fear that, like, he could be up there for 10 minutes on Friday and, you know, it's like there will be some screamed questions about what teams he thinks has, have interest in him and screamed questions about some of these wacko rumors and and – that it's that he's going to be walking away from the podium because it's the time's going to be up and you're going to, like 
huh, I didn't learn anything about that guy today. <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see what shakes out. Brad, it was undeniable to to it was, it was difficult not to read into what Matt Eberflus said about his ideal quarterback and what he looks for when he talked about the situations and he listed operating on third down in two-minute situations and at the end of the game. Those are not areas in which Justin Fields has excelled. Are we reading too much into that by saying, well, you know what, he was describing what Justin Fields isn't, so that is another sign that they're moving on. Man, I'm done reading the signs. Like, it's it's... (laughs) – I I think I put in my column yesterday, guys, like Ryan Poles kind of gave you – you know, explained it to you here yesterday. If you didn't catch it after the end of last season, like if you didn't pick up on what was going to happen by watching the last three seasons, here's what the guy said. Yeah. Like Iberflus ticked off. It wasn't everything he said, but I mean, you were just able to check boxes with, yeah, okay. Fields isn't good in that area. He's had struggles with this. That hasn't been too bueno. Um, I think they've made it really clear to the crowd that wasn't sure. And um, for those that can't pick up on it, I I don't know what to tell them. You know, I think what's, what's extraordinary to me is a guy like Caleb Williams comes into the combine, will come into the NFL having made like millions of dollars in NIL money. Do you know what I mean? Like this is these guys are in a different economic bracket than they've ever been before. In the last five years, it's gone through the roof. There, there's a some college quarterback yesterday I saw on the Twitter machine inked a deal to rep like some private jet company. So he's gonna, you know, in exchange, he's gonna be able to zip around the country with his family and buddies or whatever in a private jet, like. <laughs> Just, Johnny Manziel? Um, yeah. <laughs> Go to card <laughs> signings. So what's on the agenda today, Brad? What are you be looking for and uh, who are you talking to and what oh, position group? We're going to keep who I'm talking to under wraps. I got to ask, nice. Brad. I got to nice. ask. Got, you know? got a couple of meetings set up uh, today and just trying to uh, you know get a better feel for uh, free agency, see if there's anything new, uh, any kernels to pick up uh, today in the uh, hallways of this uh, fine city and, um, you know, try to uh, get a better handle on some of the uh, position groups too. You're always, you're always looking for a quarterback conversation though. Uh, You know, I think what's interesting is obviously the bears have $80 million to spend in free agency, but every team in the league is armed in free agency. So I don't know that the excess amount of money means they're going to definitely get a lot done. I would hope that there are uh, some things that they want to get done in free agency. Maybe that's where they get a center. Maybe they're looking for a safety. Uh, But I I don't think they're going to be spending money like sailors on shore leave. It just hasn't been what he's done. Well, I think the biggest deal should probably go to Jalen Johnson, and then they could – they could pay good money to a center if they want to get one of the top guys that's available there. And then, you know, you've got to, you got to kind of look to the future. You know, I think we're guilty at times of looking at the salary cap in a vacuum for one season, right? For they've got 
X amount of space in 2024 when really the teams have to look at it sort of in a two to three year window, right? And so how do the moves that people think they should make now, well, how would that impact next year and the year after that? You've you've really got to be diligent in that regard uh, to remain cap healthy. You know, we've seen the New Orleans Saints have to do some real gymnastics with their cap every year. I think the Browns just did a major restructure this morning. I saw maybe for Denzel Ward, the corner. Uh, Green Bay's got some tough decisions to make. So the Bears are in a really good cap position right now, and they need to be uh, smart, and they need to hit on the free agents they do sign uh, in order to stay uh, cap healthy moving forward when some of the younger players that they have on the roster are eventually going to come due uh, for, for second contracts. Great point. Thanks, Brad. We appreciate your time, buddy. Stay out of trouble. Have a great day, guys. Stay out of trouble. That's, what? I'd, say, I'd say get into trouble. I, you know what's I don't, great I don't about, want him to get into trouble. What's great about Indy is, um, you know, you can just walk that whole city. So even if it was cold you don't out, have to, you never have to really go outside. You don't have to go outside. And you can, and you can like, I mean – I have in the past, yeah. like talk to a guy in a parking garage. You know, like mm-hmm. you can, you can find people like everywhere. Gate. No, yeah, well, it was. I I was there one time. I got a tip on a racehorse, Michael Bernstein, and I went there and I hammered the thing and lost. And then I could not get any money for like a twenty-four hour period because I think I was using a debit card on my hotel. I, something, something went wrong. But that, in Indy, yeah, that horse race. I was penniless. Oh man, for you a had day. to spend more time in Indiana than you than you wanted or planned. That would be. I, that, I would have loved to have seen that. It's pretty funny. I mean, like I couldn't go out. Stuck I in Indiana. I couldn't get. I it was. I was just. Oh man. I was sans cabbage. I'm out. You know, trolling the bars trying to find. Stay people. out of trouble. Something you just say. Drinking water. Right? That's just, just don't bet on the races. That's the answer. Yeah, that's don't, good advice. Someone gives you a tip. Run. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I want to talk to you about artists and surgeons. Okay, that was a big topic of conversation yeah. yesterday, and it's boy, people jumped on that idea. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seven and score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, there's two types of quarterbacks. There's artists and then there's surgeons. 
Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That is the, that's the voice of Ryan Pauls. He's the general manager of the Bears. He's talking about quarterbacks and, um, and the difference between them. The difference between, hmm. I, I mean, I guess you Jeff would say, King was a scout that came up with this yeah, categorization. Yes, and he, and he acknowledged that, that Jeff King had come up with it. And it's, it's, I suppose it's interesting if you're looking, you know, so what would be, why, why are you laughing? <laughs> what i suppose it's interesting well i i think <laughs> that's, that's like faint, if you're okay faint praise. if you're dan marino right you're a surgeon you're a pocket passer you got a quick release and you're able to throw accurately to guys but you're not creative in the way you play the game you're more precise and you're more cutting through different if you're patrick mahomes you are, you know, the ultimate artist because of your creativity, the different arm angles. He's pretty accurate, too, though. I'm sorry? He's pretty accurate, too. Oh, you, you listen, you know what the difference is with him? The difference with him, I mean, honestly, like when you talk about a guy, he, he's been to four Super Bowls before the age of 30. He's the first player ever to do that, and he's won three of them. Um, the difference between him and everyone else is his confidence his confidence seeps out of him to a point where everyone around him is confident that he's going to get it done. He's going to play the same way. He's going to make the play. He's going to get it done up to the last second that he has available to him. Right. I'm talking about in a game situation. He's going to win. Everybody on the field knows he's going to win. And that it's See, it is this that that's what a multiplier the is. Innate confidence and inner belief and faith in yourself there are a lot of things there are a lot of categories i do not want to uh no, they, criticize jeff too. king necessarily yes. because i think th- th- this was this came up kind of impromptu and it's i'm sure it came up in a meeting sure and said well you know what we could look at it this way there are definitely more than two categories this isn't going to revolutionize the way we evaluate quarterbacks this isn't jimmy johnson's draft charter john no, wooden's pyramid no. of success no. i mean, this is not no. that no. So I don't think we need to overstate that, but because there are already, you've mentioned one example of guys who fall into both categories. I, I think you can look at this as a means of maybe listing people in different groups as you, you know, in What's your pre-draft. He's, he's an artist. He's not a surgeon. No. He's not precise. Right. He's not exact. Yeah. He's not accurate. You want your surgeon to be accurate. Oh, wait, that's yeah, not the appendix. I mean, you know, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> Let me ask you a question. And again, this, I mean, we're, we're taking this too far. But do you want your surgeon to be, like, creative? Do you want, or do you want him to be more precise? In you want him words, to be a rule follower. Yeah, exactly. You want him to, to buy the book. Yeah, you don't want him to be like, hey, you know what? If I just go around this little valve here, wait, no, I wonder what will happen. you don't want to do that. No. No, not with open heart surgery. I think that when you talk about the improvisational skills of a quarterback, and every every good quarterback's got to have them, you're talking about the artist, the flair, the ability to create. But, but like, okay, let's, let's, you know, Mahomes is here. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady... I, I would say if you were trying to evaluate him, he's totally more surgeon, kind of a short passing game quarterback mm-hmm. than he is creative. He can't run very well. He couldn't. He was more of a pocket guy. But he is that multiplier. His confidence and Brady, when he won a title, 
with uh, the Bucks. It was because he knew how to win a title. It was because he could come in someplace, know he's going to win. Everyone on the field knows he's going to win, and you go and you win. And and I that is a quality that that maybe an artist has, maybe a surgeon has. It it, it is a quality of sort of perfection that. It is. It's an impossible that, thing. That's to why measure. labels are confining. Competitiveness, and, and, whatever way you want to view these, it. These labels are confining. They're very confining because I do think it does limit how much one guy who falls into the artist category yeah. can do the other thing. And so I understand why they might want to distinguish one from the other, make that distinction because it makes it easier to evaluate or to categorize. But I just don't think it's necessarily. Uh, one of those and, things that everybody is going to find and now either everyone's or. Gonna it's grab it's at not it either use, or. No, no. It's kind of a combination of both. But, but I mean, if you're looking at a quarterback like uh, Caleb Williams, you would say that he's more in the Mahomes range than he is in a pocket pass. Well, see, that in was more words, interesting to me that yes, yesterday than any of this. Different we, arm angles. I was hearing yes. Ryan Poles acknowledge that. Yes. And and do what I think people can be reluctant to do. Yeah. Whenever you compare somebody to one of the greatest ever, you run the risk of putting so much pressure and, and maybe exaggerating the talent of, in this case, Caleb Williams. But Ryan Poles wasn't shy about doing that. He talked about the different platforms. He talked about the different arm angles and the kind of ways that Caleb Williams can beat you, much the way that Patrick Mahomes can beat you. So... He leaned into that a little bit more, and I thought because of the way he described Caleb Williams, it made me think that you know they are more they're more ready to accept that reality than may, they might have been a month ago. Is if you were you know, is Justin Fields more Picasso? Is he Jason Pollock? How would you describe his artistry? Uh, bold. Totally. Abstract. It's just a joke. I mean, you, I mean, you're asking a question. I can give you an answer. You ask me anything, and I'll answer it. I, I will try to answer it professionally. When, when I would say, when Fields went through his blue period, yes, I do think. I, I don't know enough about artists to get to pull this one off. As an impressionist, I think he should be more Lamar Jackson than he is. He is. I would say that is impressionism, right? A guy that that can just, you know, somehow immediately paint a haystack. (laughs) And then we can interpret the haystack. We could spend hours interpreting the haystack. Artist or surgeon. Yeah, I do just think there's more to it than just those two. I was a little surprised he went public with all that, but that's okay. That's good. It's good football conversation. And Ryan Poles talked a lot about things. I do find it interesting that they, I don't want to say rehearsed, but they were ready for the messaging as it pertained to Justin Fields about not wanting to live in the gray. Yes. And speaking of art, you don't no, want that, to live in yeah, the gray. Yeah, but I mean, that that's the gray is, it's not black and white. What's your future? You're, limbo. It, he's but in they limbo. had the same term. Yes. Which is what I think that they sat around and, and they no figured out, to, how are we yeah. going to talk about this? How are we going to be consistent in, yeah. in talking about things we don't want to talk about? And in, in, in maybe being fair to Justin Fields, let's all say the same thing. The Bears were unified in their message, so I have to give them credit there. It's a low bar to clear, but they cleared it. If, um, yeah, if, if Fields were to cut an ear off this offseason, 
<laughs> then go, 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 go. Yeah. It's just so dumb. It is pretty dumb. It's, I, 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 I mean, we're being dumb about it. Mm-hmm. But it, it is. Um, it, it was kind of funny to to hear that. I I do think though that you know when you're when you talk about players, and, and I'm I'm just I'm throw out the surgeon and the artist and all that stuff. But when you talk about players, don't you want someone that that has a certain gravitas to them that has the ability to sort of do something special in the big moment, and that's basically what. Flusi was talking about when he was trying to describe a quarterback, somebody with the capability of doing something spectacular. In when situations you need in, 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 those in situations. those situations. Do you think you can get a better read on that at the NFL Combine? I, I'm not sure. No, I think that's on tape. No, I think that's all tape. What the NFL Combine is about is measurables, measurables and impressions. It's also about making sure that there's no hidden injury. Or there's no, you know, disease in a guy that's going to waylay his career. I, know, I understand that. I know you laugh at that. No, but, I'm I not mean, laughing at it. I'm but, not laughing but at Montez it. Montez Sweat ran what? Like a 4-4-1 or something? Yeah. He ran a 40 time that was unbelievable, but they thought he had like a heart issue, and therefore he wasn't drafted as high as he probably should have been. Well, I know that. But those types of things, you'd have to acknowledge. Like back in the day, maybe even 10, 15 years ago, those were – maybe more detectable or they would f- wouldn't find out until the NFL combine when it was more thorough vetting process medically speaking but these guys go through such exhaustive testing as college athletes now that you would think something would turn right, up right something would turn up more likely now than it would have 10 years ago yeah it's fair and you just wonder this is all about it's, it's you know what it is impressions it, that's all and it measurables is. it's about it's about finding reasons either to draft a guy or not draft a guy. You know, Bill Parcells would probably never take Caleb Williams if he, if, depending on how tall he is and what he measures. He just had a hard and fast rule about prototypes yeah. with the quarterback position. And, and he still, to this day, I, probably believes you shouldn't take a I guy. I think you've got to stay away from hard and fast rules I, when evaluating you. quarterbacks. I, I'm with you. I want to know how you would answer this, and maybe we can talk about this when we come back. We're getting a lot of this this morning. Mm. Texters and some people on Twitter or X. Are you guys hearing what fits your opinion or what Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus actually said? Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> Of course. I answered the same way. Affirmative. <laughs> but we'll talk about it next. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. What about the people who live in Gray's Lake? <laughs> Not the same. Huh? Not the same. Gray's Lake's beautiful. All right. Gray is a state of being where you don't quite know where you're going to be next. Although, I yeah, I think they're two different. No, that's more like limbo. I thought, see, I, Limbo's I, good. I, I don't, we're, I like we, are, limbo. we are parsing every bit of language yeah. yesterday yeah, we're, we're i don't surgeons. mind living in gray we're sur- we're, yeah. I, we're more artists about I, I think language you're probably more artists i'm more, probably more surgeon really yeah maybe so 
I don't know if that's an insult. No, or it's not. not. It's a compliment. Feel, oh, thank it's you. It's a compliment. You're probably more artist. I'm probably more surgeon. Maybe. Oh. Think about that. See, I got you now. I stumped no, you. No, you stumped I th- me. I, th- I don't think you've ever complimented me before. <laughs> I think that I have complimented you before. <laughs> Just kidding. I think that when you live in a state of gray, that's kind of where you want to be, right? The middle ground, I think the real estate is is definitely more appealing. Hmm. I don't like the polarizing nature of anything. So I would prefer to be in gray. It's a tough place to be professionally, but I don't think that's an accurate depiction of where Justin Fields is. He's in limbo. He doesn't know. He's in a state of flux. I like that word better. He's in flux. He's he's living in the home of uh, unbaptized uh, souls. Is that, that it? Okay. I don't know where Jesus religion got limbo. into this. Limbo. Oh, limbo. So Jack, Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. We have been. Jack I don't want to say accused. The limbo <laughs> because accused makes it that's, sound defensive. I don't want to be. I don't want to be defensive here. We want to have a conversation about this. And if it is true, I think we want to acknowledge it. Are we hearing what we want to hear? And I and I would say no, because I think what it, mm. obviously I'm going to say no, but I think what it is is just when you have experience talking or listening to the way these guys talk about prospects, about the future, about the next move. Ryan Poles is right; we do know him by now. Matt Eberflus, we've heard him enough by now. And you know what? Before Matt Eberflus, we knew Matt Nagy, and then we knew. We go down the list of coaches and executives. There's a way of talking about things, and there's a way of saying things without saying anything. Yesterday wasn't that, I think, when you listen closely, they were willing to acknowledge that they're prepared to move on from Justin Fields, and they were willing to entertain the idea of complimenting and evaluating Caleb Williams. Those are two things that are new. So whether we want to hear it or not, or whether that fits our argument that they are better off moving on, is irrelevant. What we heard was two guys who were in decision-making mode and decision-making roles saying things that we hadn't heard before. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not disagreeing with that because I know what I heard, and, and it wasn't a confirmation bias. It, it really wasn't. I mean, the reality is that for the first time, you heard him publicly acknowledging that there, there's a good chance they're going to trade the quarterback. And they're going to try, if they end up doing that, they're going to try to do right by him. Which, again, what does that mean? It, I think, honestly, to me, it doesn't mean we're trading him to Atlanta. I think it means we're trading him to a place where he can play immediately. That's and, it. And to be honest Bingo. with you, that would be of more value in terms of who, if you're trading a guy, no doubt. If you're trading him somewhere where he's in a battle for a starting job, then you're not going to get the kind of payback that you want for a guy that's going in someplace to start. So I think, just I, I'm just using logic as I look at the answer to the question. I think you're entertaining the idea of trading him, and if you're going to trade him, you're going to make sure that it's a position where he can play immediately and I'm sure they want to do that because they respect the player and they have an affection for Justin Fields the person it's also the right thing to do for the value of what you're no up. doubt about it yeah. there's some self-interest being served we're here. trading a we're trading Justin Fields to the spot where we can get the most in return now the question to that is my follow-up would be I acknowledge that is true but if it is a team within your division if it's the Minnesota Vikings Let's say. Would I trade Justin Fields to the Minnesota Yes. Vikings? 
I'm asking you that because that is one of those teams that they don't have a quarterback in free agency. They haven't yes. come to terms with Kirk Cousins yet. They're talking about drafting a rookie. They might want a veteran to kind of bridge that gap. The the price of trading within the division would be higher than trading outside the division, uh, outside the conference, let's say. So I would it be worth it though? I would totally do it. Would because, you? Oh, I would do it. See, because, because if Justin Fields, I don't believe that Minnesota is Justin Fields away from a Super Bowl. Boy, do I don't think they are, but I also don't want to. You don't want to help. Him I don't in any want way. to face him twice a year with the exp- with the possibility that he could make us look really foolish or regret that decision again. There'd be a tax on doing that. The possibility of that happening. I, now I'm talking first round, not second round. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, you're not going to get that, I don't think. I, I doubt they would meet my okay. ask. All right. But I would try to trade. If I'm trading him. You would him, demand that. What I'm telling you is if I'm trading him to Minnesota, then I want a Dylan Cease deal. I want your four best young players. You know what I mean? You almost structure would, a deal that you can't make. Yes. So you make you it's, almost that's have a, demand that's not going to be would met. would I do it? Yeah. I'd do anything for the right price. Even even trading within the division, even trading, <laughs> I trade them to the Packers if they gave because me if you're Jordan Love, if you're wrong, oh, I'm being, yeah, you're not being nice. If you're wrong or proven wrong in trading Justin Fields, yes. it's one thing to trade him to the Falcons or I trade agree. him to the Raiders. But, but if you're wrong and he's breathing down your neck in the division, in the division, then that's really loud wrong. Yes. and I don't think you want to be loud wrong on trading Justin Fields. I, I, I agree completely, but like I said, I would do it. For the right price. Interesting. I think that they mean exactly what you said when they're saying they're doing right by Justin Fields. What they're essentially saying is that we want to do right by ourselves, too. Sure. <laughs> I mean, look. It, and, you and know, it, hey, we want to sign Jalen Johnson. We don't want to use that franchise tag, but we don't want to give him everything he wants. That that's what, Here's you, the pen. That's how you operate. Yes. You are very shrewd in the way you structure things and sure. the way you discuss things. And they don't want to trade Justin Fields to a place where he'll be a backup because that would mean you're getting less in return for him. Okay, this is interesting. I said anything for the right price, and this guy calls me a hypocrite. How is that hypocritical? (laughs) That's not hypocritical. No. No. I'm saying I would make a deal to a team I'd face twice a year for the right price. Price. Yeah. In other words, there would be an added tax. Well, you just listen. said that with a lot of flair. A lot of artists have flair. Oh, look at you. Look at you. You wear something special. Abstract. We're going to bring in Dan Weederer. He's the award-winning uh, writer from the Chicago Tribune. We'll congratulate him on his uh, latest award. Was it the APSE? APSE Top 10 Beat Writing. Did a terrific job last Wonderful. year and got rewarded for it. Yes, great stuff. It's. Uh, were you ever a Top 10 Beat Writer? Uh, not beat writer, no. Yeah. Column, yes, yes, but not beat writer. I uh, was in my own mind. I was matters. the only beat writer for two years. You guys made me into a columnist because you beat me so often. That's not true. It is often. It's true. No. You had that ring story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.